This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. In overtime, the Bengals over the Jaguars, 34-31. Cincinnati now 6-6 and and very much alive in the AFC playoff chase. On the outside looking in still, but the Jaguars miss an opportunity. They are now 8-4 and with the loss. The Jags could have been the number one seed after tonight's game with a win. So many back-and-forth moments in this game. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor were out to Bucky Brooks as well. He's down the hall and he'll catch up with head coach Doug Peterson coming up. A report from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network on X just a moment ago. He said the initial diagnosis for quarterback Trevor Lawrence is an ankle sprain per sources. He'll have an MRI on Tuesday. Again, that's from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network on X a moment ago. Okay, that's uh, one obviously huge part of this game. The quarterback goes down, injuries all over the place. But, Fred, they still had opportunity after opportunity back and forth all game long, and they couldn't finish the job tonight. Yeah, J.P., it's a tough one for me, man. Uh, you know, you, you're going to lose some games. You're going to win some games. They, uh, some Sometimes they hit differently. And uh, I think the former player in me, I'm really feeling this one. Uh, a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, more importantly, man, we don't know the status of Trevor. is a huge part of, of, of this team's success. But uh, just dialing back in the game itself, missed field goal, uh, bobble snap, missing Ridley on a deep ball right there, um, allowing them to have five, over, uh, close to 500 yards of uh, total offense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what team showed up out there today, but, uh, you know, the, I guess the team that lost was the team that didn't show up. Yeah, Mike, the, the defense today had their worst day of the season by far. I mean, 491 total yards. Jake Browning was 32 of 37 for 354 and a touchdown through the air, another on the ground as well in, what, a second start? Second start. This is the most shocking aspect of this. I mean, there's plenty of bad, right? The injuries, the loss that kept you from – positioning yourself at the top of the AFC and the Jags now are fourth in the AFC at the moment and hanging on by their fingernails in the division. But yet Jake Browning was 32 out of 37, mostly dinking and dunking all night. And the Jags never solved it. 354 yards. This is a team, Fred, that possessed the ball for about 18 and a half minutes last week. And they dominated time of possession on the Jacksonville. I'm sorry, about 23. They had 18 in the first half yeah, tonight right. compared yeah. to 23 last week. Yep. Dominated time of possession. Running game, which has mm. been stuck in the mud all season. The Jags have been excellent there. They, they ran it down the Jags' throats, 156. And if you roll out Jake Browning, they still had 134 yards with the backs. I, it's inexplicable what happened with this defense tonight. I mean, there's so many things that went wrong with this team, but that is one that I can – figure out yeah no I think Browning uh you know obviously he's an NFL quarterback so I guess to that point you give him some credit you know he's a former um 
Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. And he broke all the records in California as well as at Washington. So he's capable. He hurt his shoulder and slid in the draft in 2017. But he's behind a really good quarterback. So he's been patiently waiting for his opportunity. And I think he was quoted as saying uh, he's delusional to the point of how optimistic he treats himself or he thinks from most of the time. Um, still, the defense didn't go out there. They didn't show up, you know, much like they I, we thought they would. Um, looking at the game, you take, for example, the touchdown that Jamar Chase caught. I believe it was six, 76, 76. 76, yeah. yep. You know, at third and two, uh, you put your guys in a situation where here you have a player in Tyson Campbell who's been in and out of the lineup. You want to go man-to-man right there against one of the best or top three receivers in the NFL. You don't know how the extent of this injury, if the hamstring is holding up, you put him on an island. My grandmother saw that, and she's in the grave. You, they're going to exploit that every single time. I mean, I love that matchup, and they want it. You know, so I, I think in terms of putting guys in certain situations, you have to be uh, very uh, careful of that. Uh, all in all, they didn't show up. They didn't get it done. Um, certainly a good game uh, for, for the most part in terms of the, the scoring. But other than that, just a bad loss, as you said it, Mike, for the Jag, uh, especially with all that was at stake. The numbers for Trevor Lawrence before he left the game, 22 of 29 passing, 258, two touchdowns through the air. He also had one on the ground, that one-yard dive over the top, and, and he was kind of matching wits there at some point there in the, the second half. I mean, it, it felt like the Jags were – we're punching back, and this was going to – obviously it went down to the wire <laughs> overtime, but uh, Lawrence was really starting to pick it up as well. Yeah, I thought Trevor was outstanding, honestly. Yeah. I thought four guys played really well today. Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, Parker Washington, Zay Jones. That's it. Both lines of scrimmage got abused. The they defense did. got abused all night. Calvin Ridley dropped a ball that, that's just – floating right into his stomach at the end of the first half that at least sets you up for a chance to get three. Brandon McManus misses is only his fourth field goal attempt of the year. I mean, it just so many things went wrong, Fred, uh, you know, but uh, it shouldn't take away from the performance of Trevor Lawrence and some of those offensive weapons. And those guys did show up. Evan Ingram had by far his biggest game of the year and, and hats off to Parker Washington coming off the bench because mm-hmm. you knew he was going to take on a bigger role in the return game because they're playing Dearness Johnson more on offense. So he's doing punt, kickoff, and then he gets thrust into the Christian Kirk role. And not only does he break up a would-be interception in the end zone, then he catches it for yeah. the touchdown. So Oof. I thought spectacular performance by him as well. Yeah, that's why this uh, Trevor injury comes more into the spotlight because of the significance and what he means to the team. Uh, and I agree with you on a lot of that, Mike. Ingram, Zay, you know, those guys stepped up. Washington. Um, I think uh, uh, Travis Etienne, if he had more carry opportunities, maybe he would have done a bit more in the run game. Uh, It's tough. I should say. Yeah, yeah, no, it's tough really on these guys. Um, You know, on every loss, you're going to sort of, certain things are going to be more magnified than others. Uh, Because if we look at for the bad plays that we think really made, the big catch at the end that was negated yeah. because of the holding. Yep. You know, so he, there were plays to be made, guys made plays. We had penalties that kind of offset those. You have a drop here and there. Just one of those uh, games, man, that those things seem to accumulate, especially when you lose, and they're just more magnified. But, again, I think this team is resilient. 
Um, they got to figure out, one, what's going on with Trevor here earlier in the week and sort of make their adjustments and try to win these next um, five games. That's all you can do. Final score tonight in overtime. Cincinnati over Jacksonville, 34-31 the final. Plenty ahead. We'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson coming up. He'll visit with the media and then with our Bucky Brooks here on Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. The Jaguars fall to a record of 8-4. Cincinnati now 6-6. And and this is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars Radio Network. Jaguars postgame continues, presented by Florida Home AC, J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey and pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor from the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. Final in overtime, Bengals 34, Jaguars 31. The Bengals now 6-6, six and six. the Jags fall to 8-4. and four. A long injury list tonight, we'll get to that coming up again a little bit later. Most notably, of course, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, the initial report from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network is ankle sprain. They'll have an MRI on Tuesday. Any more updates, we'll uh, pass those along as we see any reporting coming out. Head coach Doug Peterson has not met with the media yet. He will. Uh, we will hear from Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks right after that as well uh, tonight. After the Jaguars lost, tough one to take, certainly. A wild back-and-forth game, 7-0, tied 7-7. Jaguars regained the lead, uh, lost it to a tie at halftime, 21-14. Cincy in the third quarter, Jags tie it. They take the lead, 28-21. Uh, and then back-and-forth in the fourth quarter, obviously. And then a tie game uh, with McManus hitting a 40-yard field goal uh, just before the end of regulation to send it to overtime. The Jaguars uh, had a deep pass connection to Ridley inside the five in OT, but a holding call negated it. The Jags were forced to punt, and then the Bengals set up a 48-yard field goal from Evan McPherson, and he won it 34-31. So the Jaguars, hey, 8-4, and four, and yes, the, the number one question is the health of the quarterback moving ahead, but um, there are some big, important football games coming up, too, obviously, Fred, with the, the Browns next week on the road, mm-hmm. and then the Ravens coming here in two weeks. But you got to figure out what's going on with the quarterback and, and some of these skilled players around him, too. Christian Kirk was banged up tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker Little, the left tackle, banged up tonight on the same play. Uh, Trevor was hurt, so that's priority number one. Yeah, getting the quarterback, you know, getting that assessed and figuring out how we make adjustments going forward. Uh, getting better, you know, giving him a few more reps during practice, more time on film study, just to have these guys in position with this remaining schedule. You mentioned the Browns, Ravens, uh, just to even start the Ravens, I think probably the only team in there with a winning record, I believe. Uh, but either case, uh, you got to handle yourself everything in-house. Uh, to me, it seems as if Trevor had a uh, has a high ankle. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to wait what the uh, MRI says. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, it's just tough all across the board, man, because this, this game was a, a big game for them. And in, in the big games, it seems that they have not met the expectations. No, yeah. That's, that's the one thing. You look at the Kansas City game. Yep. They got the Niners game. Even this Monday night, no Joe Burrow. The, the, the magnitude of the game, we talk about the division, uh, gaining uh, that number one seed and here at home and you take an L. 
Yeah, um, that that all happened tonight. By the way, yeah, Cleveland seven and five uh, after last okay. week. So Got that's it. next week, of course. Baltimore nine and three, and you might be right the rest of the way. Mike. Cleveland's defense plays really well at mm-hmm. home too. I mean, they're like night and day home road, and obviously that's where the game is next week. But I think the the greatest yeah. disappointment here. I mean, you look back. All right, you lost to Patrick Mahomes. Right, you lost to C.J. Stroud. You didn't realize what he was turning into, and right? you look sure. back and you're like, "Wow, this guy's having a hell of a year." You lose to the juggernaut San Francisco 49ers, who have beaten down Philly and Dallas, two of the top contenders. But you lose to Jake Brown. It's not just lose to him. You, you make the guy, you know, look like I don't know what the most efficient quarterback <laughs> in the National Football League. That to me is is the one. This is the one of all the losses they've had this year that that's got to be the most galling uh, inside that locker room and to the fan base as well. Because, Fred, it wasn't like deep shots down the field all night. I mean, they had the one long one, obviously. Dink them, dink them, dink Yeah, them. it was short. It was screen. It was – Gash I mean, you with four yards on the ground. Gash you with six yards on the ground. Mm, here yeah. comes the tight end again. Yeah, it goes back to, you know, those adjustments I, I spoke about earlier. You know, putting those guys in uh, better situations. And I can um, – I got to call out my nephew. I got to call Tyson. I think that was his worst game as a pro, uh, Mike – but when we were on break, we mentioned the Higgins play and yeah. the third and ten right there, which would have had been a stop, would have given up the opportunity to take the ball and try to go back the other way to make field goal. And then the 76-yard deep ball. Uh, so I believe Caldwell, he tried to make an adjustments and press those guys and try to take away the, um, the, the checkdowns in the short game. Uh, but as soon as he did that, they ended up hitting us with the deep ball. Uh, they had a great game plan. You got to give Cincy credit. Uh, Browning, again, I've seen guys in those meeting rooms with the players because they get a day off, and then we're back in and on the practice field on Wednesday, getting ready for you know for Cleveland. And you know, but for me, it's just a matter of just keep pressing forward. You know, and I'm not going to keep. I'm going to keep my foot on the gas. I'm not going to let up. You know, and I don't want this team to let up. And and uh, they won't. They've always responded. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to, it's maybe the good thing again is that we get back on the practice field again here in, you know, less than, you know, 36 hours or so, and, and, uh, we get ready for the next one. Well, shoot, man, we'll, we'll look forward to it. We know it'll be a better performance in Cleveland. Uh, we'll wait, we'll let you go and get ready for the team. All right. Thank you. Head coach Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks, uh, JP Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, and, uh, hey, that's, all you can do, Fred, is get right back after it and, and obviously wait for the news on the quarterback and the other injuries that happened tonight to, to figure out how you're going to formulate this thing. But it is all still there. However, um, there are some key players that went down tonight as well. Right. You know, I love Doug's uh, mindset always. Uh, he's saying he's going to stay on the gas. You know, he got to stay on the gas, got to get back out there and get those guys uh, going. Uh, says he has they have all the confidence in CJ they want to build a game plan around him and I think you really start with that approach because you don't know what's going on with Trevor um, but again the the he mentioned that there were a lot of mistakes uh, in this game from alignment errors you know some stuff that they should have had cleaned out that reminded them of preseason and uh, and it and it showed so uh, I think getting back to his drawing board uh, making sure you get a small enough package where uh, Beathard can go out there, you know, and lead this team and not make mistakes. You know, he first play of the game tonight was uh, almost a costly mistake with, with right. the fumble. Uh, so you want to be able to get him out there, put him in situa- situations where he can, you know, get a few 
uh, 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 drive starters to build his confidence and allow the other guys around them to be the playmakers around him to be the playmakers they are. Updates from the Jaguars locker room, Cameron Wolf, NFL Network, and Brent Martineau of Action Sports Jacks all are both saying that Trevor Lawrence using crutches and a walking boot in the locker room. He was walking around and talking to other teammates, but was standing on it, but not trying to put a lot of pressure to walk on it, according to Cameron Wolf of NFL Network. And again, uh, MRI apparently coming tomorrow. Uh, ankle sprain is the initial diagnosis, according to some reports. And Doug Peterson uh, talking about that in the post uh, game that we'll find out more tonight, test tonight and tomorrow on Trevor Lawrence's right ankle. Yeah, well, you figure that they gave him an x-ray, so they know if something's fractured or not. Right? So that's where it's the sprain diagnosis, at mm-hmm. least right now. But, you know, just trying to parse what Doug Peterson said, he was – pretty quick to go we'll build a game plan for cj bethel i I think he realizes at least for next week against cleveland it's a tall task to believe on a short week that trevor lawrence is going to be able to turn around and get back out there on the field you know i I hope i'm wrong about that yeah that's what it sounded like i mean just the initial look from trevor's response sure i mean come on well then i mean we saw that last year against detroit right (laughs) we thought his season was over and the next thing you know five minutes later he's running back on the field so i'm not gonna you know, never say never. But we but saw. Oh, we good. also saw him being helped all the way oh, down I, the hallway here. I'm with not two guys, so. I, I I'm with agree. you. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, very unlikely. We hope for the best for sure. We're back in a moment. Plenty more ahead. Final stats, defensive play of the game as well. In an overtime loss, 34-31, Bengals over the Jaguars. And this is Jaguars post game on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey and Fred Taylor from the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. Overtime loss for the Jaguars, 34-31. The final Bengals now 6-6, six and six, very much alive in the wild card race in the AFC. The Jaguars still in first place in the AFC South, 8-4. and four. But the injury issue, obviously priority number one, Trevor Lawrence on crutches and a boot from reports in the locker room tonight and uh, one of a number of injuries, Walker Little, um, Christian Kirk on the first play of the game with a groin issue, and then on defense, uh, Herndon, Fadakasi had injuries tonight, just to name a few. Uh, tough night certainly for the Jaguars in all facets in this game. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Josh Allen doing it all on the defensive side for the Jags. They throw well. It could be a double pass. This is Boyd. Now he wants to throw it back. And a ball picked off by the Jaguars. Josh Allen. Has he done enough this year yet? He picked off the double pass and ran it back inside the 10-yard line of the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. How good is that from Josh Allen? That was in the third quarter, and what a play for Josh Allen. Just threw it right to him from uh, Tyler Boyd on the first play of a drive. The Jaguars had just tied the game 21-21 on Lawrence to Washington. Touchdown that uh, it was a dropped interception. Washington tipped it up and made the catch to tie the game. Then the next offensive snap for Cincinnati, Josh Allen picks it off. And the Jaguars, four plays later, are in the end zone with a Trevor Lawrence touchdown on fourth down, the keeper to make it 28-21. But that interception by Josh Allen, the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game, let the pros tackle the pest in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. 
In a losing effort, though, 34-31 Bengals over the Jaguars in overtime. Let's take a look at the Everbank final stats from this one. Total yardage tonight in favor of Cincinnati, 491 to 376. Rushing yardage, 156 to 71 in favor of the Bengals. For Cincinnati, their best rushing effort of the season in any game. Passing yardage, 335 to 305 in favor of the Bengals. Penalties, 6 for 35 yards for Cincinnati, 7 for 55 yards against the Jaguars. The Bengals, 8 of 14 on third down tonight. Jaguars, 6 of 15 on third. And time of possession ended up pretty even, but in the first half, first quarter especially, Cincinnati uh, really held on to the football tonight, but the Jaguars fall in overtime. But uh, some of these quarterback numbers tonight, Mike, are pretty remarkable. Yeah, we'll start with our guys. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 29, 258, two touchdowns passing, and he also chipped in with eight rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground as well. Overall quarterback rating of 125.4. Did not turn the ball over. Uh, C.J. Beathard off the bench, 9 out of 10 for 63 yards. And a QB rating of 92.9 for himself. But it was Jake Browning's night, 32 of 37, 354, one touchdown, uh, was only sacked twice, didn't turn it over himself. Of course, the one interception came off of Tyler Boyd. Five different guys threw passes in this game, including Jamar Chase, completed one for negative seven. Uh, for the Bengals so that was the some of the passing numbers there Travis Etienne did average over four yards a carry for the first time in a month and a half but barely there at 11 for 45 4.1 he did have the touchdown early on in this game Joe Mixon carried it 19 times for 68 yards not super efficient at 3.6 yards a pop but two touchdowns and Chase Brown really hurt the Jags with nine carries for 61 Yards for the rookie, averaging 6.8. Uh, through the air, Evan Ingram, the big-time receiver for Jacksonville tonight, 9 for 82 with a touchdown. Zay Jones, 5 for 78. Parker Washington filling in for the injured Christian Kirk, 6 for 61 with a score there as well. Uh, on the other side, though, is the Jamar Chase show, 11 for 149. The 76-yarder was the backbreaker that went for a touchdown. So he caught 11 out of 12 possible targets tonight. Uh, on the defensive side, Foye Oluwakin led the way with 13 total tackles, eight solos. Uh, you had sacks, Josh Allen a sack and a half, and Trayvon Walker had the other half sack for Jacksonville. There you have it, the Everbank stats check. Fred, Evan Ingram finally got into the end zone for the first time this year. That was a fantastic play and caught all nine targets tonight, 82 yards. And it was about this time last season when he really started to break out and have some big-time right. uh, numbers in December, and, and that certainly was the case here tonight for Ingram. Yeah, no, he's uh, certainly one of Trevor's uh, favorite targets a year ago and uh, earlier in this game tonight. Hopefully, uh, you know, when Doug mentioned building a game plan around C.J., they'll be able to build some of that in, into that um, as well. And I think this the, the, the game plan, looking at what the Browns have done, and I know I'm jumping forward yeah, off sure. of this game, uh, it seems in the last three weeks the Browns have given up about 140 yards on the ground per game. So it'll, it's a perfect timing for the for the running backs. <laughs> we heard that going into Pittsburgh tonight. had 148 <laughs> yeah, against the Bengals. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get I mean, it. If you can't run it. You but can't it, run it, it. it seems that things might be leaning that way if if Trevor isn't you. available. No, I hear you. I you mean, know, I'm even not more saying than, they won't try to do it. Know. I'm just uh, yeah. Right now, not very confident <laughs> in the results that they're going to get. Yeah, I've, I've I've played in a few of those games where you see the team is giving up like three thousand yards. You're like, man, I'm gonna like, eat yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, and then you 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 leave with fifty yards. You're like, oh man. How did yeah, that 
Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, the playmakers got to step up and make plays. You know, Doug said it's not one one guy, so they got to prove that. Back in a moment, we'll get the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. The injury report still to come as well after an overtime loss. Bengals 34, Jaguars 31, the Bengals 6-6. Six and six. Jaguars fall to 8-4, and four, and it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score in overtime on Monday Night Football. Bengals 34, Jaguars 31. Cincinnati now 6-6. Six and six. And very much alive in the AFC wildcard chase. The Jaguars still in first place in the AFC South, but only a game lead with a record now of 8-4. and four. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor in the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium in time for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote, Mike gets a vote, Fred gets a vote and a half to break any deadlocks. Mike, get us started. All right, um, look, I think there are four or five really good performers tonight, but I want to give my vote to Parker Washington. Just for the role he was forced into tonight to have to do double duty on returns, and then Christian Kirk goes down on his first catch of the night, and Parker Washington caught six for 61. Uh, that's every target that came his way, including the touchdown, which would have been a nice play just to break up that pass if that's all he did on it, but it not only prevent the interception, but actually turn it into a touchdown. I thought uh, great game, obviously the best of his young professional mm-hmm. career, so Parker Washington gets my vote. All right. I will uh, give at least an honorable mention to Evan Ingram, 9 for 82, and a touchdown. However, my vote's going to Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 29, 258, two touchdown passes, another rushing score. He left the game, obviously, with a right ankle injury and uh, reports in the locker room on crutches and a walking boot. More tests tonight and tomorrow, according to head coach Doug Peterson to the media earlier. So I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. He's the first Jags Jags player ever with a pass and rushing touchdown in three consecutive games now. So Lawrence is my vote. Fred, it's up to you. You just Man, JP, you just made it a little harder for me. But (laughs) I got to follow my first mind, man. I'm going to go with the sack man, Josh Allen. Uh, I think it should be two sacks if they go back. I don't believe Tra- uh, Trayvon should have gotten a half a sack there. So, in my mind, he has two. But officially, it's 1.1 1. 1 and a half right here. Seven tackles, Q2 QB hits, tackle for loss, the interception, and the pass defense. So, I think Josh is really out there trying to you know, lead that defense. Although they struggle as an entire unit, uh, he keeps showing up each and every week. I don't know how many consecutive weeks this is with a sack. But uh, he's certainly uh, taken his game to another level. 14 sacks on the season. Yeah, he certainly has. And uh, good time to do it for him personally, obviously, with a contract year, um, you know, looming. And, yeah, this is now third straight week with at least a half sack. So Six half, and a half in the last five. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. But, no, Trevor played an amazing game. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't finish. But, yeah, I, I, Josh, I thought – um, played an amazing game. Josh Allen is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
We'll return with the Baptist Health Injury Report. It's a long list tonight in a Jaguars overtime loss on Monday Night Football. Bengals 34, Jaguars 31. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey and Fred Taylor from the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. After an overtime loss, Monday night football, Bengals 34, Jaguars 31, Bengals 6-6. Six six. Jaguars are now 8-4. and four. And the injury report is presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A long list tonight, starting with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. A right ankle issue in the fourth quarter and did not return to the game. Was helped off the field, was helped all the way down the hallway, and reports in the locker room of him wearing a walking boot with crutches. More tests tonight and tomorrow, according to the head coach. On the first play of the game, Christian Kirk, wide receiver with a groin injury, did not return to the game. And that was not a great sign as he limped up the tunnel into the locker room as well on offense also walker little on the same play lawrence was hurt little with a hamstring injury did not return to the game after that on the defensive side tonight trey herndon evaluated for a concussion did not return that was in the first quarter foley fatakasi with an ankle injury in the fourth quarter he did not return to the game as well at one point andre cisco had a shoulder issue but he did come back into the game so a long list of injuries tonight updates expected tomorrow on some of those at least from head coach Doug Peterson he is expected to speak with the media on Tuesday the day after the game an overtime loss on Monday night football we're back in a moment and we'll get our final thoughts from Fred Taylor and much more ahead final score Bengals 34 Jaguars 31 and this is Jaguars post game on the Jaguars radio network Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 50-50 raffle is presented by the Duval Motor Company. The total jackpot tonight, $41,922. The winner takes home $20,961. The winning number, 447-412-43080. Congratulations. Thank you for playing. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor from the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. After an overtime loss, 34-31. Injury list is long, Fred, but the NFL never waits. It is on to Cleveland next week to face the Browns, a team that is they're in the playoff chase. They're in the playoffs if it ended today. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an NFL game. It's an NFL matchup. Uh, you can never – I guess uh, count your what is it? Count your chicken. Bef- you can't count your before chickens they before hatch, they right? hatch. Yeah, Fred. That, yeah. And, and I think you know when we looked at, you know, Cincinnati looked at Cleveland. We said they don't they don't really have a starting quarterback anymore, you know. And and, and now all of a sudden these teams are capable of beating you. Uh, Cleveland's going to be tough. There, Mike said it. They're five and one at home. They're giving up only eleven points per game at home. So how are you going to beat them? Got to go in there and do what Doug said, man. B- hopefully they can build a good enough game plan around CJ. But uh, the the real playmakers, not to say CJ isn't, but you know what I mean. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, uh, Travis Etienne, uh, those guys really, they got to step up to the plate and try to make it a little bit easier for CJ. And the defense, 
they got to harass the old man Joe Flacco, who was just sitting at his uh, on his couch a week ago or so. So it would be interesting to see the outcome. They got to do that. They got to worry about Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong first. I mean, yeah. the way they did not stop the run tonight. Yeah. Uh, if that continues, I mean, that's what Cleveland will do all day. They they want to play uh, seventeen to fourteen right now and and dominate time of possession with the run game. And Flacco actually did okay this week for a guy like you said, Fred, who just joined the team last week. So. Uh, Jags right now, with all the injuries, going to have their work cut out for them no matter who the opponent is coming up. Yeah, and, and, they're, um, and they're two losses and then the win against Pittsburgh. So in their last three, after losing to Sean Watson, they haven't been running the ball nearly as efficient as they had with having uh, Deshaun Watson, who's a, a running quarterback. So naturally, that's an additional element in the run game, and it just opens so much in the run game. They don't expect Flacco to run the ball. It reminds me of when we had Leftwich here. and we you, Leftwich was not going to run the ball. So, like, the stretch zone plays, you don't have to under the backside boot play. You can just run directly and chase the running back down because the quarterback isn't going to get outside the pocket. He's not a threat. So, I think that will be somewhat of the same formula here. Just go to the running back. But you got to tackle. Doug yep. said they missed a lot of tackles tonight. You got to tackle if nothing else. As you would imagine, this time of year in Cleveland, weather could be an issue. 49 degrees, the forecast high with 70% precipitation. That's, of course, six days away. So we'll see how that continues as the week goes along. We've seen some weird ones in Cleveland over the years with sleet and rain and snow and everything else. And beer bottles. Beer bottles. Oh, yeah, that too. Yes, that's right, the beer beer bottles. bottles. The, the heaviest yeah. precipitation You're no of no longer all. allowed to have a cap in the NFL <laughs> on your bottle because of that game. Yeah. That was a crazy game. It was yeah. a while ago. They were throwing him from the nosebleed. Not good. Yeah. Hey, uh, Fred, have a great week. We'll talk to you, man. Yeah, I'll be ready. Fred Taylor, pride of the Jaguars, running back at, and Hall of Fame semifinalist. Let's get you to the finals, Fred. I think I'm going to go to Cleveland and just camp out for yeah, you know, a couple months. Hang out. Hang just out, yeah. Hang Canton. out around Canton. Yeah, why not? It's a little bit down the road. It's not yeah, far. Nah. Get used to your future home. Now, I like you guys better, man. I'll hang out with y'all instead. We always enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Fred Taylor is out of here. For those on our flagship station, stick around. The scoreboard show is next with your calls. After a Jaguars loss in overtime, 34-31 to the Bengals. Well, the Jags fold to a record of 8-4. and four. The Bengals now 6-6. Six and six. Your calls when we come back. Thank you for listening tonight on the Jaguars Radio Network.